Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Epicast. I'm jumping in here to tell you that this show has joined the Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support some cool fiction podcast creators like Tal Manier, Bloody FM, Ransom Productions, and me. Apollo Plus shows are ad-free and I've got some pretty cool bonus content. And if that sounds cool, you can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS, or by going to apollopodcast.com. Again, that's apollopodcast.com or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support. You're listening to a Gravestone Production Podcast. Previously on the Epicast. The demon attacks and fate is on their side. For my first turn, I'm going to turn in three fate tokens. <gasps> What does that do? Oh, no. (laughs) Is this a special creature ability? This is a special creature ability. Friggity, (gasps) friggity, fraggity, frug. Against Tassi. You should be very afraid. I am! Four points of piercing damage as something stabs into your abdomen. Roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. There's there's, There's the rub. Ooh, that is a fail. For the next four rounds... You are stunned <gasps> as po- as poison courses through your veins. Four rounds. Four? Vesuvius attempts peace with the demon. I assume a defensive stance with a shield. But then I say, in the name of Zerate, I order you to stand down. And you can see suddenly this recognition appear in the demon's eyes. And it just kind of growls this. Master, kill me. In the slew of battle, Tossi must bribe death. You see the form of Shadow, and you don't remember this time. You don't have any recollection, but you know that that's Shadow and that's your dog. And you know that it's coming to collect you and take you to the world below. What do you say to him? To have them not collect you. Hello there, little one. Um, looks like you've found me, haven't you? But I think I need to find me first. That's all right with you. Before Vesuvius slays the demon, I see him, and I just kind of like throw like myself to the ground. I'm gonna grab his face, and in the light of the purple light coming up, and as I suck, just leech the life out of him, I look in his eyes and I say, tell my father to find this breach figure out who the intruder is. And it gargles a gasp and then flops to the ground and disappears in a pile of ash. The epic continues now. Welcome back to the Epicast, everybody. Oh my gosh, we are back! Wait, are you actually recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time we thought we almost lost an entire episode? Oh, we did. That was terrifying. We really did. We lose that whole episode? We've lost a couple. We didn't really? lose an episode. We just lost a backup. Yes, we lost the backups. I said, but, no, I mean, like, we thought we lost the backup and the main. I remember that. There was one specifically we were like, guys, mm-hmm. we might have just lost this entire episode. Season one was another time, guys. It yeah. was a. You need the sad. Uh, Price is right, <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> I don't have everything on command, guys. You're going to have to give me God a second. damn it, Nick. Come on, what do we pay you for? Uh, hold on. Welcome back to the Epicast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your game master, Scott Graves. With so me awesome. is reverse order, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> reverse order, Jessica Simons. <laughs> What you guys don't know is that was really loud in my headphones. <laughs> it was really loud. Sorry. That was so Hi. funny, though. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Come it, Nick. She asked for it. Oh, crap. Now Sorry, I dropped the fate it. tokens. That's funny. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> As Scott just said, I'm Jess. And I play Tassie, our swashbuckler rogue. 
And uh, I believe leveled we have up. some special things. Yeah, we leveled yeah. up. We're level eight. I lived to level eight on super exciting <laughs> times. And uh, yeah, I think we're, we're going to roll some hit dice. So uh, yeah, I think let's first let's, figure, let's talk about what you got. And then uh, once we know what you got, we'll roll your hit dice and see how many hit points you got. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, level eight for me is not a massive level as far as abilities go. So I just got an ability score increase and I went ahead and put that into being the best rogue that I can possibly be. And I put it into dexterity as one does. So I, uh, yeah, I have a 24 in dex now, guys. (laughs) Um, So that, that definitely did some nice things for my armor and initiative. And then, uh, yeah, I got, you know, feet. I took the sentinel feet because that's always useful. Oh, you took oh, the sentinel feet? I did. That one's good. I know it's not usually something that I've seen in rogues a bunch, but I like, I honestly, I like the combo with swashbuckler specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can lock lock them down mm-hmm. if they try and run away from you. And if I'm alone, I can still use sneak attack on them and keep them from moving. That's true. That's true. Hey. Yeah, so yeah. I'm hitting that sentinel as a swashbuckler rogue. And I'm still pretty dang squishy though, so I guess I just get to continue the tradition of being a glass cannon, and that's been the way I played the past seven years. So, <laughs> <laughs> can Um You are a D8 for hit dice. I am. Okay, so I will roll one. You will roll one, and we take the higher of the two. Got a four. Seven. Nice. Seven oh. is. A note I can add: if we roll the same number, we roll again. Yeah. And I have a con modifier of zero, so seven it is. Seven <laughs> points. What, what's up with your total at your max? Fifty-seven at? hit points now at Ooh, level eight. Nice, fancy, fancy. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> fancy, fancy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's good. No, you're for not. Caitlin Evans. It's decent. Nice. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this week of NPR. <laughs> Who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Demetra. And we're not doing the, fun, we didn't do the fun fact, right? We're just doing no. uh, the fun fact is what did you get when you leveled up? Yeah, what'd yep. you do? What's your fun level up fact? Oh, my fun level up fact is I got to choose a feat since I'm a, a non-magic class. Yep. Um. So my feat, I chose a martial adept. And that means I get to pick uh, two battle master maneuvers. And one of them is goading attack. So basically, it taunt, I, I can uh, taunt one of the enemies into only hitting me and not hitting the rest of these guys. And my second one is maneuvering attack, which means I can uh, have one of my allies move half of their movement to oh, a more advantageous, advantageous position, and they don't get an attack opportunity against them. Interesting. Nice. Super hands. Excellent choices. And what did you put your ability score increase into? Uh, strength. Strong strength. Yes. What is now, that at now? Now I'm a 22. 22. Nice. Okay. Mm. What is your hit dice? D10? Yes. D10. Yes. Okay. Do you want to use the sexy dice? <gasps> I use them for level ups. Sure. I find them important. What an honor. Yeah. For those who want to see the run, oh it my is God, my it's heavy. heavy metal, <laughs> green and black, shiny. They're like like designed with like notes and music. It's Roll very cool. It really that is cool. a sexy dice. Okay. Yeah. It really Roll. is, honestly. Uh, eight. Seven. Ooh. So eight it is. Oh, yeah. Go sexy dice. Eight plus con hit points. Uh, it's 11. So I'm at a max HP of 104 now. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. 104 hit points. Holy crap. Good <laughs> lord. Damn. Katie Ming, everybody. Hello. Katie Ming, everybody. Tis I. What did Alia get? Alia did not get much for her druid level up. She got her abilities were increased that she put into wisdom. She is the wisest burb. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, and so now I have a 22 in wisdom. And uh, I got another fourth level spell slot, so that's nice. Ooh. Gotta love me my fourth level spells. And I have a D8 for my hit dice. D8. And she figured out that she doesn't know spells, she prepares them. So. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that a while ago, and then I forgot. 
because I'm used to playing wizards. <laughs> I have access to the whole spell list. Should I should I use the sexy dice or should I use the cat dice? I was going to offer which one, which which uh, what what's I your mean, hit dice? It's an eight. Uh, As yeah. I thought so. There you go. Many thanks. I feel so honored. Yeah. Ah, I dropped it. How does everybody <laughs> else get to use the sexy dice? Nick? You rolled it before I could offer. I was pulling it out, and then you guys had already rolled mm. four. I also rolled a four. <gasps> we roll. Oh boy. Eight. Five. I'll take the eight. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Very nice. Many thanks. What's that bringing total up to? Uh, 67, uh, yeah, 67. 67. Because I was at 59. Gotcha. And Nicholas Meyer. What's up, guys? Vesuvius, the ruggedly handsome hellboy, <laughs> uh, with a big old flaming sword. <laughs> and I, I also, since I'm not technically a spellcaster, even though I've cast so many spells, it's all from piety moons, but the Elvigers are mostly just, um, Martial uh, thing. So I increased my charisma to a whopping 22 plus six. And I got the inspiring leader feat. So now I can give my allies a lot of temporary hit points before we go into a battle with an inspiring word or inspiring speech. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's been pretty fun. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, D10 I'm bust- for yep, your hit dice. My six of dice as well. Ocho. Four. I'll take yours. Okay. All right. And All right. I do declare. When last we left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. When last we left Never our do heroes. That again. <laughs> you can do it again, Scott. So I do declare. When last we left our heroes. Oh, excellent. You were in the laboratory. It's like I'm watching Knives Out again. That movie is great. <laughs> Oh, dude, I need to Honestly, go see the new uh, Lights Out one. Oh, uh, I said Lights, lights out. out. Knives Out. <laughs> knives out. <laughs> oh, there's a new one there's already? A new one? Yeah. <gasps> it, I, okay, I don't know. Last I was looking at the, the movie list, there was one theater that was showing it on like a th- random Thursday. So I don't know if it was like an early showing. It's Because I didn't Netflix. look at any days past it. Huh? It's on Netflix. Is it not, does the it go straight to Netflix? On the, it, what? It's like, a, it's like a Netflix release thing. Huh. Oh, so Netflix is a thing where they, they yeah. release it Ooh. and they put it in a couple of theaters so they can get Oscar nominations. Yeah. That's the difference. Sad. Darn. Come on, December. Back on track. When last we left our intrepid adventures, oh. <laughs> you had uh, just defeated the fiend Sisythrus mm-hmm. uh, in a pile of ash. The darkness dispels around the laboratory. I will describe it for you again. The floor of the tower opened up into a large laboratory. Various glass containers, small burners, strange spinning devices, and other alchemical tools for potion brewing lie scattered throughout the room. Part of the floor is just covered in wet water now. Giant flood wave, tidal wave, just came through from... Thanks to Tassie. It was very dark. It could have been anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the tools around the room have been shattered. Many are covered in a thin layer of dust, except for the ones that are now wet. All along the walls, diagrams of alchemical formulae and chemicals are posted about. A bookshelf sits against the wall next to a desk. Several books lie tossed about on the floor, on the dry side. And a few books sit on the desk's chair. You do notice in the wreckage of the tidal wave, it looks like a small uh, metal chest got tossed about. hey Hmm. I guess I'll go over to the chest and look at it. Yeah, you can pop it open. It's just a latch. There's no lock on it. Mm. And inside you find four potions with a kind of glimmering golden hue Hmm. and one scroll. Is it wax sealed or is it? Uh, Nope. But uh, do we decide if you can read? We did. I can, in fact, read. She can read. Uh, you can open it up, and it is the. It has the pronunciation. There's like a. It's, it's like written out in uh, Elenica, in like the pronunciation of what. Um, above the writing is like the Proteomelia version mm. of it, and it appears to be a scroll of water breathing. Mm. Hell yeah! Interesting. Huh. And can I roll an arcana or something to try and figure out what the potions are? Yeah, you can roll an arcana check. I'll aid you. Ooh. Ew. 
That's good. That's good. It's going to be 23. For some reason, don't know exactly why, but you can you recognize these potions. Um, must be something to do with your past, but these, yeah, there's a weird memory of these potions, and you know that they are uh, potions of dark vision. Mm. How many are there? Four. Oh. Mm. Does anyone in this party not have dark vision? I probably don't, honestly. All of you don't have dark vision, except for uh, Demetra. Yep. Finally. (laughs) Dark vision that makes sense. Tritons (laughs) are the only uh, peoples of Kinos who have dark vision. That makes sense. Makes sense, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Because they're from the depths of the ocean. Well, these will let us see in the dark, I think. Lovely. I like to see things. I'm going to pass them around so we each have one. Like in the dark or like in the, the dark dark like we just experienced? Uh, Swirls of dark vision, I think, are just for regular darkness because magical darkness is... Uh, these are potions, right? This potion is just for regular darkness. Yeah, yeah. Magical darkness so. is actually pretty hard to see through. This isn't just regular darkness. This is advanced darkness. darkness. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Oh, skill. Did you catch it? I did not. Oh. Um... Who wants mine? Um, How many potions were there? Four. Four. Oh, okay. four. Uh, I mean, if you'd like me to hold on to it, because I have, I think, the best perception out of us all, that might okay. be handy. Yeah. I, um, because I have, sense. like, plus six perception. I have pretty good perception. Alia, what do your happy eyes see? <laughs> I have plus eight perception. You have plus eight, then you can hold on to it. Never mind. I don't care if you want to hold on to it. I no, no, no. I don't have pro- I don't have proficiency in it. Ah. I, that's, I just have plus six because I have plus six for wisdom. Mm. Um, no, so you, you can have, hold on to it then. You have advantage though. Oh, I do have advantage. Advantage and plus six I is forgot better than about plus that. eight. Yeah, no, keep it. I'm just saying. Yeah. I forgot about that advantage because last time, every time I rolled a perception check, it wasn't for a sight, so I couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have two of them in your inventory. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And if anyone else really needs it, like if one person uses it and I haven't, then like I'll give it back. Yeah. All right. Okay. You also actually just give me give me investigation checks as you guys kind of go through this laboratory. Six. My investigation is minus one. <laughs> Natural 14. twenty. Ooh. And by that I mean eighteen. <laughs> um, Thirteen. That is enough amongst all of you. That you are able to find on the desk is a small book. It is a handwritten notebook labeled Theophany's Potion Book. Hmm. It is unfinished with several pages of scratch work and quite a few blank pages scattered throughout. The back half of the book is entirely blank. Almost to the end of the book, though, there's a dog-eared page that contains the ingredients to a potion labeled Formulae of Polymorph Reversal. We did it. Anti-board juice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got... Wait, what are the ingredients? Ah, yes. So, the description says it will reverse the effects of any and all polymorph spells that have been cast upon the drinker. The ingredients. You need the eyes of a bull shark, the marrow of a minotaur's horn, and the bud of an aconite flower. And now we see why we need the water breathing. Yep. After a long rest, I can prep that. We technically don't, because I can just swim in the ocean. That's true. That's true. That's true. But I mean, if you want to have someone go with you so you're not alone, that is also true. And what was the flower? An aconite flower. Do we know what that is? Would you like to roll investigation? Investigation? Wouldn't that be kind of a nature check? Or a nature check, or... or Survival? I think it's the definition of a nature check. You can roll a nature check. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna rule. You also <laughs> could go back down and search the library. It's true. Eighteen. Eighteen. I'd say that's enough. With an eighteen, you see the name Aconite Flower, Aconite Flower, kind of roll it over in your brain, trying to remember it, and then you realize that's the flower tattooed on your arm. Oh shoot. Mmm. I'll look at it. You also, with this information, as you realize, like, oh shit, this is that's what's on my arm you're able to remember that this you can't quite remember why this flower was special to you but you do remember that it only grows in the calderas of volcanoes 
Curses. Yeah, I think I... Aconite, that's it's on my arm. I'm going to wave it around and show you. You wave your arm on so much. Yeah! <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean like literally wave it around, but like turn it over and show you. Every time you say wave my arm around, you physically in person wave your arm around. I'm this a is kinesthetic true. person. <laughs> the impression that you're physically waving your arm around and flailing it I'm when you're trying to thinking. show us. <laughs> Are there any important looking books that got wet? Hard to tell. Most of them appear to be all stuff up on alchemical formula and the practices and there's a couple books on the nature of it all. What was your what was your investigation? Nick. For, oh. or for Vesuvius. It was like 18, right? Oh, well, the, the first one, yeah. The first one? With that one, I forgot to tell you. You are you're able to find some books that have been kind of tossed uh, off to the side that contain... It, it, you're able to figure out, like, this is one of Mara's books. And it looked like she was working on creating a potion that would allow... Or, or like, finding a way, alchemically, to attune to both... Ishvanite and its opposite Osterus. Which, if you remember from season one, Ishvanite is the one of the stones unique to Nishval. Mm-hmm. And Osterus is one of the stones unique to Asteria. And if you attune if you spend a lot of time near one, you become attuned to it. So much so that if you then come near one its opposite stone there's negative effects that apply to you. It becomes your kryptonite. It becomes your kryptonite. The opposite does. And Mara looks like was trying to figure out a way to attune to both Ishvanite and Osteros. Does it seem like from the notes she was effective in finding a solution to this? No. The notes just kind of stop after a comment like scratched off to the side of saying one that seemed to be implying adding powdered Ishvanite to a potion. What kind of potion? Uh, hard to tell. It's it's the most of the ingredients of that potion are written in proteomelia. Mm. I think this was also very interesting that we you said we had Theophany's spell book. That's the that's the queen. Mm-hmm. What what is she doing here? Can she also make these? See what I mean? Like we thought that Mara was the one doing all of the potion making, but this is Theophany's spell book. So what does that mean? What are her powers then? Like, as far as potion making and spellcraft goes? Yeah, it makes you wonder. Like, if she just like tossed this duty off on Mara, Mara because she didn't have the time or like, you know, cause she had to be the public face. And so she's like, oh, you can make this too. I invented it, but here you make it, you know, if it's in her spell book. Was it a spell book or was it a potion formula book? It was a formula yeah. book. Yeah. I guess well, I her- thought it was odd wording because what would Theophany's stuff be doing here if she doesn't come out here? How did she get here? Well, she probably does then. Well, her, so. her stuff was like her room was the one that was attached to the Yes. potion room so it wouldn't surprise me you know if she's the one who made this and she also did leave the note that said hey if you forget the recipe it's over there with with Mara which makes sense to do in case people like us exist and show up and are looking for the, the cure if they can't if they're not as as capable as us and they can't get all the way over here then they wouldn't they you know get transformed and stay transformed and then that's that that's true I think we should just be on on guard oh absolutely part of me wonders if that transportation circle in the bottom was used for transporting between the tower and the town I bet you're right there might be a like a transportation circle in the laboratory that it is used if they just need to jump over there to grab the formula yeah I bet you're right about that like the original one before they messed it up before they broke Mm -hmm. it yeah Yeah, before they they Drew something on top of it to try to make it go to Nishful. Mm-hmm. 
Is this the top of the tower? This is not. The stairs continue further up. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Really, oh. really? That's why I was saying we should, like, explore the whole tower before we oh, actually yeah. get down to rest, because, like... Oh, yeah. Let's go up and, like, Goldilocks sleep yeah. in the beds that we're not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> can we heal? Let me heal you guys first. Yeah, Hold you on. Can, you can Goldies. also take a short rest yeah. down here if you would like. Yes, please take a short rest. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. Somebody owes me, like, an entire watermelon. Where are we supposed to find the watermelon? That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> Will do, sister. <laughs> Vesuvius gets so cool. <laughs> I'm cool as fuck. <laughs> how did I... How many hit dice do we have again? Eighth level? Eight. Yeah, eight. Okay, duh. <laughs> and then Katie healed us all to full. And rolled a bunch of dice. <laughs> it was very exciting. <laughs> yep. All the dice. I was going to ask this when we were off so we can cut this if we need to. But question, um, do I have any kind of scarring from almost dying from that lightning? Or am I like just fine now? Do you want scarring? A little bit. You can have scarring. <laughs> with some burns? Like some yeah, with like the lightning fractals. You know like when you get struck by lightning you have the... Like, the oh, yeah. aesthetics. You can have yes, aesthetics. I do happens, want aesthetics. Happens to know me this. all the time. <laughs> Tons you. of lightning fractals feel, all over my real human body. I feel validated and I would like to say that they're like on my side. They're not visible, but this is just for me. <laughs> they're not visible scars? <laughs> not visible aesthetic. <laughs> I mean, unless I'm naked, which I'm not right now. Oh, it's not visible to us. Yes. Because you're wearing clothes. Okay. Currently. That makes sense. You guys are were heading up to the floor above before you yeah, continue doing more research? Let's make sure that there's not something above that's going to try and kill us all. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah okay. We might as well do it now while we're... So you head up the stairs. The first thing that strikes you about this room is the ceiling. Appearing to be magically enhanced, the stars above shine down perfectly from a clear night sky. Small white lines glow faintly as they trace known constellations, and major stars appear to be labeled. In the center of the room stands a telescope with a book open upon the desk next to it. Everything in this room is covered in a layer of dust. You will see that this room is only half of the room. There is another door set in the southern wall. I'm going to open it. I love this room. This is my favorite. Can we rest here? I mean, it is kind of nice to have the constellations. I wouldn't mind resting here. We'll drag all y'all up. This does make it seem like Mara. Is that the name of the person yeah, living here? Yeah, Mara. Mara doesn't live here. Because it seemed like she took off. Like she left the place. Yeah, something happened to Mira. And someone else has been messing with this place, putting in that funky transmutation circle or whatever. Well, how was she getting that stuff that she had powdered that that particular like stone anyway? If it's only in Nishval. Oh, you can find it. You can places. find it in other places oh, on the material. Yeah, yeah oh, well, okay. we were in it. I you can find it in, in Kinos. Yeah, I actually ran into okay. some uh, back in uh, <laughs> back in Therima. Yeah. Oh. It was no fun. <laughs> Maybe she ran off to test that. I don't know. But as long as she's here. So whoever's doing this is probably someone else. Because if this was her tower, she wouldn't let it be all disgusting like it is. So you head through the southern door, Tassi. This room contains a queen-sized bed and a wardrobe with several clothes scythes for the average human, uh, average female human. Interestingly enough, there are two sets. Hmm. Similar to the observatory on the other side, the roof of this room appears magically enhanced as the stars above glint down from a night sky. Everything in this room is covered in a layer of dust. There is a couple things catch your attention. There is a picture frame that is, is covered in dust so much that you can't see the picture. And then there is a faint glow emanating from underneath the bed. Underneath the bed? Yeah. Like like there's like there's some glowing object underneath the bed. Okay. Speaking of glowing, do you you probably still don't have detect magic going, do you? Detect magic, I think I can just kind of do whenever. Just whenever you want, yeah. Um, I, I was glowing. Wait, hold on. I mean, it was a concentration spell. You probably lost concentration of during the fight, but... No, no, no. You mean my starry form? No, I mean you detect magic. No, hey. I can do that whenever. I For this setting, 
cast it when you want. Sure. All right. It's like ritual casting, but it takes yeah. like no no time at all. I was glowing for 10 minutes of our rest, by the way, like with constellations. <laughs> and then I just like casually stopped glowing. Lovely. It's pretty yep. cool. I'm going to look under the bed. I will you have joined you by now. Pull out a, a gladius. Whoa. Um, <gasps> it is sheathed. <gasps> and you can tell that the glow is coming from the blade. <gasps> um, <What? laughs> I like cool weapons. Somehow you kind of just know that this sword is named Spey Pago, which means breaks ice. Hmm. And the blade is carved in the hilt with a line that says, For Cleo, love Mara. Have we met a Cleo? I don't remember. No. As you, as you pull out the sword, it kind of shimmers a wow. strange light blue in the light. This is beautiful, That's isn't kick-ass. it? That's kick-ass. We've I'll tell you it's stats, because why not? Mm-hmm. Hell yes. Uh, on a critical hit, the target takes an extra 4d6 cold damage. <gasps> it's also a plus two gladius. <gasps> oh. On a critical hit, target takes an extra, extra 4d6 cold damage and must make a constitution saving throw, DC of the critical hit's confirmation roll, mm-hmm. or gain the grappled condition as ice forms along their form. They can then make a DC 15 strength check to break the ice and remove the grappled condition. That's oh. amazing. Whoa. That's, that's a so cool, cool sword. That's an epic sword. Now, who's going to wield it? I think you can, you can take it. I think really? I'd like to. Yeah. I got, I got a fire sword. You want an ice sword? That'd be, so, that'd be sweet. I mean, I feel like... I feel like... Demetria it, would use it. Is it Gladius finesse or is it... Uh, it's a short sword. It's a short so, sword. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I wouldn't... I mean, my, I'm like kind of a two-handed dude anyway. So if you wanted to... Yeah, I'm I mean, good. I got my spells. It. I got my spells. Oh, so. wait. A short sword. Would that count for you as a rogue weapon? Mm-hmm. I think it would. <gasps> short swords are finesse. Ooh. Actually, that See, might I be good I'd for like you. I think I'd like to use it. Yeah. I think I could put it to good use. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. Sure. That is sweet. Yeah. Dude, I will take, take a look at it. You did find it, it, so. I'm going to wave it also, <laughs> You also somehow knew its name. That's true. That's also true. Did we, like, know its name, or is it nope. when I when you hold it? Like, you can hold it, and you're like, it's a glowing. See, and now she, this, Oh, yeah, that's yours. Pago. That's yours, for sure. Spey Pago. Spey Pago. S-P-A-E-I-P-A-G-O. This I. makes me wonder if you Spey were Pago. Cleo, like, before all this happened. I don't know. You got some connection to... The, the weird language. I mean, there's something going on here. It's. Do you want to see whose fire beats whose ice? Or an ice beats <laughs> a fire? Uh, you have a sword that lights on fire. Yeah, I do. I you do saw it light on fire. Sure. Well, I'm pretty um, sure I was unconscious at least for some of that. You you saw it. If I you, did? you Yeah. Okay. Was that Kayla? I want to wipe the dust off of that picture that's on the wall. You oh, yeah. wipe the dust off of the picture. It is very dusty. There's like a good, like, quarter inch thick of dust mm-hmm. over everything in this room. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, it's a it's a sketch of the the first there's there's two people. They're both, they're both smiling and like holding each other close. One woman has kind of long uh, golden hair and golden eyes and is wearing this like very loose sundress. And the other one looks like a younger longer hair, uh, haired woman with two different colored eyes almost a younger Tassi <gasps> I called it <laughs> you're Mara I, no, I think she's Cleo no Cleo's like a dude's name right no, which name do you women. like better <laughs> <laughs> wait so wait so you call me over <laughs> wait so is a younger sorry <laughs> give me the description again there is a woman with golden hair, golden eyes, uh, and a loose sundress, and she's being held and holding a woman who looks like a younger version of Tasi with longer hair. She has the different colored eyes and also uh, more butch. Does she have the sword strapped to her? <laughs> she does. Ha-ha! I knew you were Cleo. You are Cleo. <laughs> I Wait, it. hold on. That looks, a, that looks a lot like you. That's... Is this... Did I, you live here? Is this your home? I I don't... Are you Mira? No, I don't think she's I Mara. don't think I, I... I don't think I am. 
Who? I'm. Mean, she's just like looking. She looks like she's seen a ghost. Honestly. I. I don't. I don't. I. I guess. I guess it is. But this place has been deserted for I don't know how long. And how long have you been gone? Like that. You can. <laughs> how long have you been like amnesia existing? I. Really, it's been about, about, about a month. About a month. So. I mean, this sucks. Like it could be about a month. Does this look like more than a month's worth of dust? That's a hard, that's a hard question. <laughs> Can I roll hard thing for to it? answer. Um, uh, it's hard to tell because it's like I don't know the rate that dust gathers. gathers yeah. You know, yeah. if it's like, like that thick, it's like years. Because sometimes you like walk away for a day and you come back and everything's just super covered in dust and other times you walk yeah. away for a day and you come back and everything's like barely dusty. I suppose mm-hmm. it depends on the ventilation of the room mm-hmm. and if they're like having any yeah. really windy storms. So yeah. I'm going to say hard to tell but it's definitely been longer than a month. Yeah. Okay. I mean I I don't think I'm Mira because I have this. I'm going to pull out the pendant that I wear which is um, it's a crystal. It's kind of rough cut but it's clearly in the shape of an M. Um, and I said, well, I, I don't, I, I woke up a month ago and, uh, I was, I was being pulled over the side of a boat and I, I don't, I don't remember anything much beyond that. And the pendant you were wearing? Yeah, it just stuck. I guess it was one of the only things that didn't come off, really. And I, um, I mean, I don't really remember much except being frightened. I'm still betting on Cleo. Why do you think that doesn't that makes you not Mira? Because Mira begins with M, <laughs> and that's in the shape of an M. His eyes are like darting back and forth between everyone. <laughs> well, I don't. But but look look at the sword hilt. It said from Mira to Cleo, and in the painting, she's Cleo is obviously the one who's going to be wearing it. So what that would make her Cleo, not Mira. Yeah, um, just that just would make sense logically. That and makes I, sense. I remember and you don't have the you have two different colored eyes. I do, yeah. That okay. And I remember <laughs> just it's really vague. I, I vaguely remember something about gold eyes, but that's doesn't go much farther than that. Well, I feel like all right, we pieced it. We solved the puzzle. We did it. Did you have words? <laughs> we found your mom. Well, we didn't find your mom, sure. but we know where you came from. So I, there's. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. That's something. I. How, how is sorry? I, I what is like? I I want to like gauge your reaction to it as you like. What what is what are you looking like right now? Like, are you looking excited or just kind of like overwhelmed? She looks pretty overwhelmed and like unfooted. You know, this is definitely definitely an answer for her as far as that goes. With like, she's definitely has a connection that is her. But she looks pretty weirded out, um, and like not entirely like just forthcoming with right everything. Right. I'm know? gonna search the room for a diary. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, she looks she looks pretty uh pretty shook, honestly. A bit of relief, and also just like a lot of a lot of sadness and thoughts going on there. Um, Searching the room for a diary? Yes, absolutely. And any journal, <laughs> any diary, anything of the sort. Go ahead and roll investigation, I want to say. It can't be perception? Please. I don't think so, because I think you're able to find downstairs a j- what looks like a journal, uh-huh. but it's definitely wet. Oh, I have mending. <laughs> oh. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're able to find journal that looks to be Mara's. I'm going to stay upstairs staring at the picture and looking kind of lost. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I, I will say for this this picture, mm-hmm. you don't have your left arms tattoos. You only have the right arms with the, the patterns. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which I've always, is it a full sleeve or is it like a three quarter sleeve? I've, it's I've full been picturing sleeve. okay. I've been picturing like a three quarter sleeve this whole time. Nah, it's a full sleeve. Uh, okay, 
Both of them are. Gotcha. The journal you're able to find is from the perspective of Mara. And it contains details of kind of, it's mostly focused on her projects. Mainly focused, uh, this one you're able to find is mainly focused on her goal and desire to turn into, or like attune to Ishvanite and Osteris at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and gain the ability to to traverse Nishval and Asteria unbothered with all with all benefits, no drawbacks. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple descriptions of like when I was in you know X in Amphinea, when I was in Bazerma, when I was in Therima, when I was in just a bunch of different cities that she was traveling to, the people she met with, different um, there's a, there's a few people like she's like oh I met this alchemist in Amphinea and then a couple of weeks later I I ran into them again in Bazerma and then Cleo is mentioned a couple times but so is. Theophany and Olympias mm. and Eurydice as like other alchemists. Mm-hmm. Not Cleo. Cleo seems to be more of just a partner. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple lines kind of scribbled on the side with a lot of frustration towards Theophany. And they it appears that Theophany and Mara had some sort of falling out long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like these these dates are all like 40, 50 years ago. Like the couple dates they're able to find. And then where, right around when there's starting to be some frustrations expressed towards Theophany, there's no, there's a lot less mentions of Cleo. Oh. Great. And that's the only journal looking thing of her, hers that I can find. I can't find any others. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I will show that, like, mentions of Cleo to you. Just because I think you might want to see them. And I'll hand over the book. I will take it and put it in my pocket. Is cool, there cool. anything else to keep reading in there? <laughs> no. I'm oh, okay. Can I? Oh, go ahead. Oh, you go first. I just did a thing. Oh, no, that's fine. I was just going to ask if I could look around the bedroom a bit more and see if I can find anything that feels familiar um roll me a d20 it's a natural one (laughs) you are thrown by this so much that every not only is it like nothing feels familiar but nothing feels familiar everything is strange including like your own like it's it's this is such a like shock that even like your own current clothes and gear feel like they're not yours. The only things you really feel attached to still are the 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 picture, the uh, gladius, mm-hmm. and the necklace. All right. Is everyone just like in the room still? No, I'm going back over to the telescope and I'm looking at their star charts and I'm geeking out over all of it. It's fascinating. <laughs> they were they were documenting a lot of the stars. Mostly it seemed to be in uh, reference to some sort of magical thing that they were studying, mostly written in, in Protomelia and hard to understand as someone who hasn't studied necessarily the magical benefits and, and mystic arts of of manifestation studying mm-hmm. and like ma- the of manifestation casting so can i play with the telescope oh absolutely it's a very it's a very good telescope though you do have to kind of do a little bit of maintenance to to clean it up and Happily. dust it off i'm thrilled the whole mm-hmm. time i'm having a ball okay uh you said that downstairs there was um like all like the like beakers and stuff for like potion making yeah there's some uh, there's a whole laboratory okay how much stuff is in that laboratory do you think that'd be define stuff <laughs> like what what are you looking for like how how heavy would it be to take everything you couldn't fit everything in a backpack between all of us you cannot fit this whole. This looks like this. This all this supplies and stuff was accumulated over years and years. A lot of it looks homemade. Okay. 
yeah, there's there's like half the beakers have different artisans' initials carved into the bottom of the glass. Okay, because I, I I was just thinking that because if the rest of our crew is still boars, right? Mm-hmm. And we still need to make anti-boar juice. That's true. But if they find out that that we're on to them, and they think, oh, they're gonna go to this tower. What if they destroy all the stuff of like how to make potions? You know. I well, we need a minotaur horn anyway. So yeah. the only minotaur I know of is the one that's back in the town. That's true. So uh, we gotta go get the ingredients, then go kill the minotaur, and if we're there, we might as well just use a the laboratory there. Mm. Oh, in, in the mansion. Well, yeah. not gonna I'm gonna throw in this laboratory. little tip of information. Okay. Worldwide, okay. as you guys would know this. Minotaur's horns constantly grow, much like the way that cows do. So you can cut off a minotaur's horn without hurting it and killing it. Yeah. And it'll grow back. I mean, we should still just kill this guy. <gasps> Good to know. Good to know. We could potentially you can put him to stealth sleep. in at night and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could put him to sleep, chop off his horn, and then polymorph him into something and see sleep. how he likes cut it. Cut his horn off with a bone saw. <laughs> <laughs> and polymorph him to see how he likes it. Love that. I can take um, that spell now. I'll I, do it. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's great. I, 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 you know, I'm walking around, you know, he's kind of checks out the rest of the top of the tower or the other half of the bedroom and kind of walks back in to where Tassi is, see her just kind of like standing there looking lost and uh, kind of like looks back at the door and sees like no one else is in. He's like, how you doing? Jeez, scared me. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, 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 I kind of clank when I walk, so it's a little... Uh, I, I call it preoccupied, if you will. Yeah, I can, t- I can tell. Uh, I mean, it's, all a, it's a lot to take in, I suppose. Right, that... Yeah, I... That your um, daughter of... Uh, do, you, do you remember Demigod, her? the thing? Or... See, how, how did you find out you were a demigod? Like, if you didn't know anything, how did you figure that one out? That's what I don't know. I mean, honestly, it was a bit of an, it was a wild story. I'd, I'm going to wander over and just, like, sit on the edge of the bed with the, like, gladius in my lap and just be like, you know, I just, I, a month ago, like I said, I woke up being pulled aboard a ship with this pendant and, you know, a couple of rags on my back, and that's about it. And uh, we found out a few days later about the demigod thing. How did you find out? Well, it was actually kind of funny the way it happened. I was sitting and watching the waves and, uh, well, it's really stupid. I wanted to see it was a fish. I wanted to see it closer and then the wave splashed me. I'm pretty sure that I accidentally cast tidal wave on myself. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah, that's, and then I, you know, I, I asked a few of the sailors and, you know, asked around a bit and turns out that I was a demigod. So that was, you know, another thing I added to the list of things that I now need to figure out. Right, right. Um, well, as a demigod, <laughs> I can I'll let you know that it, it, I don't know anything about an enemy, so <laughs> I really can't help you out much there. Um, I have learned on my journey in the service world that my experience with my deity parent is not normal for demigods. All right. Uh, I, didn't, I did, really didn't think that my father was actually one of the more hands-on out of all the demigods, but that's been the experience. Like he was, at least I knew he, where he was. I could go to his office <laughs> at the very least, but most people, they don't even, they've never even meet him, which is weird. But, um, where was I going with this? I'm so sorry. No, you're all right. I, uh, yeah. Truth be told, I don't know what I'm doing. So I can't really blame you for knowing any, everything, anything helps at this point. Well, here's the thing. I know one thing you at least have something from your other parent. <laughs> I point towards the, the picture and towards the Gladius and okay. I didn't have that. <laughs> oh 
Hold on. Can I look at the Hold picture on. and see how old the person looks? Wait, what? That what? is not her parent. That is absolutely her lover. Wait, what? I thought that was her parent. No. No, Nick. I thought you said it was like a daughter thing. Really? Oh, I definitely did not catch that at all. I, I thought because you said it was a significantly younger version of her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, younger, but not like child. When she said significantly younger and it was standing with us, I, I thought it was like she was putting her arm around a younger child. Okay. No, 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 no. I can, I can see totally where the confusion would come from I can, on that I can part. see with that, but I know I did say like in when reading Mara's journal, like Mara mentions her partner, Cleo. Oh, I did not pick up on that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying that is because trying not to associate her with the rest of the crew or rest of the townspeople because she wasn't an alchemist. Oh, yep. all right. Well, we're gonna <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to look at the picture. Look back at Vesuvius. Look at the picture again and look back at Vesuvius and be like, well, I, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I, Somehow I doubt that's my mother, but Oh yeah, now that I'm actually looking at it not through Scott's eyes, I can see that you're not a child in that photo. Sorry, my bad. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's strange though. I, I really thought I would be, I thought it would be more of a relief, but you know, it's odd. I keep saying that it's odd. It's everything's odd. Nothing makes sense about this. If you really think about it, nothing, nothing makes sense. And the fact that, you know, I, there's, there are so many things that feel like they should be where they're supposed to be. They should be familiar, but they're not. I have memories and likes and dislikes and things that I know, but I don't know why. You know, I can't sleep on a soft bed. I have to sleep on the floor. I don't know why. I hate, I hate the feeling of beds. I don't, I don't know why, but they make my skin crawl. You know, mm. I, I don't really like the color green very much. Huh. It's fine, oh. I guess, but you know, it's the thing. I don't like bright green. I like dark green. Hmm. Don't know why. But, you know, I have all these thoughts. And I can't tell you what they mean, and I can't tell you anything. I have to tell you the truth. I, <laughs> like I said, I remembered nothing except being frightened of something, you know, and hmm. whatever Cleo was, you know, I think she might have died at sea. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, goodness, even, even this. And she's kind of like gestures at herself for a second. She goes, you know, it, truth be told, I don't, I don't even really sound like this. I wanted to, <laughs> I was afraid to talk for the first few days. And then when I did, I sounded, you know, <laughs> different from the sailors. And I thought maybe I'd be less frightened if I sounded more like them, but I don't think I do that very well either, now do I? <laughs> it's, you know, it's different. It's, you know, it's odd. I really, when I'm not pretending, I'm much more frightened. And, you know, I didn't have anything to lose before this. And now I think I've already lost something. And I kind of gesture at that. It's like I have, what, a pendant that has an M on it. I remember her eyes. I've dreamt about those eyes every single night since I woke up. And now I see them here, but everything's covered in dust. It looks like there's a murder scene downstairs. I just got impaled 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and I, I think I saw puppy when I died. Uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw a dog. Wait, you died? What? I think I died. You, wait. No, that can't be. If you died, then you wouldn't be standing here. That's not how that works. I mean, I, look, I don't know how to If you explain. died, then death would have come and gotten you. That's, I mean, that's... Well, I was... Look, I came upstairs and I saw... Well, I didn't see anything because everything went pitch fucking black. <laughs> right. It was very, yeah, very, very. And then 
I don't know, I got stabbed and couldn't move. And that sucked. And then I'm pretty sure I got electrocuted because that yep, hurt. I remember that part. And then I didn't feel anything at all. And Right, you were knocked out. No. It was dark and there was a little dog there. It was a, it was a wolf. It was a puppy. And I think it wanted me to come with it. Scott, if Vesuvius aware... So, like, in, 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 like, the fiction of this game, like, is Vesuvius aware of people's ability to bribe death? Is that a thing that he knows can happen? Is he aware of how death works as a manifestation and how that process works, or no? I think he does understand... I don't think he understands, like, the mechanics of bribing death. Sure. But I do think he is aware that death does take the... is known to take the form of whatever a person's most loved pet was when they guide them to Nishval. I know that. Okay. And if I know if death shows up and doesn't take them, like, does that... What does that mean? Hard to say. Okay. Usually... I think it's it's kind of an understanding that death agrees that it was mistimed. Sometimes it's possible, you know, it's, some, it's possible sometimes that fate, destiny intervenes and says, nope, this is not going according to plan. It's hard to say. And initial just kind of rolls with that? Yeah, initial doesn't really have a whole lot of concern until the soul has crossed their gates. Once the soul has crossed the gates, okay. they are subjects of Nishval and must stay. Okay. All right. Good yeah. good information to know, because that <laughs> could have gone, that could have been yeah. much worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, then in response, I would just say like, I mean, actually, look, uh, I don't know much about your condition, and I can't pretend to know, but how about this? I'm not going to pretend with you and you don't <laughs> pretend with us. What you're going through seems really fucking difficult, but uh, you can just be who you think you are or who you want to be. And that's fine with me and with us. And also you are meant to be here. You got something left to do. <laughs> if you saw if you saw a pet wolf yeah. and you're still here for no trust me destiny's not done with you <laughs> thank you no i i thought that i would be able to build from scratch but now i feel like is it odd that i feel like i'm mourning someone that i can't remember not really no, that's I, f- I feel like I actually can relate to that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I remember one other thing. And I kind of, I show you the arm with the diamonds. Mm-hmm. I remember, I just remember lying on something really soft and looking at a ceiling that looked just like the patterns on my arm. And... I don't know how to describe it. But it felt like I was being crushed by something. Like, I don't know. It felt like a snake. The smoothness of it. Have you ever touched one? Um, I don't think so. Well, there's something about it. It was skin and scales. I didn't like it. That in the eyes, those are the only two things I can remember. That's an odd combination of experiences. <laughs> You're telling me. I thought maybe if I could keep changing, I could run out of it, but... Well, clearly that's not the case. <laughs> I mean, apparently we're in my house. Or her house. I don't think I... I think I'm going to stay Tarsi for now, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. The name doesn't feel like mine yet. Cleo. Sure. It's almost more frightening, in a sense, too. So what if someone needs me to be Cleo? I, I don't know anything about being Cleo. 
I sound like Cleo, apparently. I don't sound like Tossy, but... Ah, gods, I'm just running in circles now, aren't I? Sometimes that's all we know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, um, Alia's gonna just, like, pop her head and be like, you can see so many stars. I love this telescope so much. And then she's going to pop back out. And then she's going to pop back in again. She's like, also, I had a thought. In that journal, it mentions that, that like, several names. Cleo's not the only one. Theophany is one of them. A whole bunch of other people from the village are one of them. So if you actually are Cleo, then they would have recognized you, wouldn't they? That's a, that's a good point, actually. And they didn't say anything. How different does she look from the f- photograph to now? I'll go stand next to it and like hold out my arms in a T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> um, not crazy different. She just looks like she's maybe 10 years older and has shorter hair. And obviously the whole left arm tattoo. All right, so somewhere in this odd gap... I got an entire tattoo sleeve. Can't remember anything. I'm missing someone important. I have a pendant with their initial on it from Mera. And a village? And a village of people who, when they saw someone who was presumably missing, said absolutely nothing and then immediately turned you into a pig to eat you. Maybe Tassie's not the only one who lost her memory of herself. You're saying they don't remember me? Possible. They're turning people into pigs. They've got to remember something. It doesn't, unless, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're just, maybe they're just awful. They just hated you because they're evil people. <laughs> I mean, they try to throw us on the boards. What if I was a total bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Demetra, I think at this point in time, you notice out of one of the windows with your dark vision, you see coming out of the forest into the clearing towards the tower looks like a small group of these sort of humanoid dog-like creatures no. carrying weapons. We didn't even get to rest. We short rested. We'll pick this up in two weeks. No! Black. No! <laughs> Thank you for listening. Our cast this season consists of Scott Graves as your Game Master, Caitlin Evans as the Fighter Demetra, Nick Meyer as the Ilberger Vesuvius, Katie Ming as the Druid Alia, and Jessica Simons as the Rogue Tossie. The Epicast is produced and edited by Scott and Nick, and our intro-outro music is recorded and produced by the wonderful Wilson Moyer. You can find the amazing background audio used during the game at tabletopaudio.com. The character art for the season was done by Andrea Thomas at Andrea Artistic on Twitter and can be found on our website, gravestoneproductions.com. If you like the show, there are three things you can do to help support us. The first is to leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Reviews there are incredibly important to getting new eyes on the show. The second thing, which is just as important, is to share us on social media and tell all of your friends. Tag us on there at Gravestone Crew on Twitter and Instagram. It is always more fun listening to shows your friends are listening to. The third thing is, if you have the financial capability, of course, buy us a coffee as a thanks for the work we've produced. We love doing this, and any support in such a way helps us continue to do just that. Or you could buy some of our really cool stickers, or even the rules to the Fate Token system, or the Game Master notes for Season 1 so you can run the game for your friends. You can find all of these on our buymeacoffee.com. It's buymeacoffee.com slash gravestonecrew. There is also a support button on our website, and you can learn more about the other shows we do here at Gravestone Productions by going to the theworldwideweb.gravestoneproductions.com. Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Epicast. I just want to say that this show has joined the amazing Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support a bunch of shows like Mars Fall, Wireland Ranch, Someone Dies in This Elevator, and this one. You can listen to shows ad-free and get tons of premium bonus content on over 40 shows. 
For us sci-fi people, I recently listened to Marsfall, and they have a whole miniseries, interviews, and albums of the show's unique score on there. All of it for $10 a month. That's like having a Patreon account to 40 podcasts for the price of one. On top of that, 70% of your subscription goes directly to creators. This support helps us with getting these shows produced. I know every penny that I earn through this program goes straight into the next season's budget, and let me tell you, as an indie podcaster, every cent helps us keep doing what we love and helps keep the content flowing on a faster timeline. You can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS, or by going to apollopods.com. Again, that's apollopods.com, or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support.